Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Today's episode I want to talk about winter in Hawaii. Yes, we have winter in Hawaii, we do. Um, but it's not like the mainland. Um, we don't actually have anything that freezes. Uh, we don't get any snow on the ground. Uh, we don't get any of that. Um, most most of the times, even during winter, it's tropical weather. Um, but because it's winter time, that season, um, we do have patches of bad weather that rolls in and you know stick around for about usually anywhere between three days to even a little over a week, and then it clears up nice and sunny, all good to go, and then we might have another patch that comes in. Um, but you know, I, I do feel for a lot of you that are dealing with the snow on the ground, the frozen ground. You know all of that um, we are lucky in a sense that where we live at least uh, in Hawaii that it's tropical weather mostly year-round but with that said uh, two days ago well two days into this podcast right now currently uh, we've got a patch of bad weather and there's not much Sun it's really cloudy it's been pouring rain and that type of stuff well the benefit of the wind turbine for electricity for my home um, because I have solar and wind uh, to produce power, is that yeah, the solar is doing okay. You know, it's not producing uh, at its max, obviously, because it's very cloudy, overcast. Um, but it is pumping power in, but not as much. But usually when we have really bad weather, we have high winds. So that's the trade-off. So currently right now, it is in the afternoon. It is 5.06 p.m. Hawaii time. And, you know, obviously the sun is going down anyway, but it's cloudy. But my point is, is this. Um, it's a little chilly here. Nothing like you guys are used to. <laughs> but it is a little cold here. So I have my heater in my, in my house on. And that's running solely from the wind power. So the wind power is keeping up with keeping my batteries fully charged. I'm able to run my whole home like normal, regular refrigerator, regular everything, um, and also have enough power to power the heater that is keeping my home warm right now. So that's a added benefit. So I'll give an example. Last night, um, it, the temperature dropped down a little bit and it got kind of chilly, but the winds were pretty windy and we had a lot of power coming from the wind turbine. So I was able to utilize that because Obviously, my batteries are charged because of the wind turbine. So I turn the heaters on and I'm able to use all that extra power that normally would not have gone to anything because the batteries were staying charged. But I'm able to use that extra power to heat my home. So that's very beneficial. So this evening, I'm just going to leave the heater on because we have tons of wind and, um, you know, keep the house nice and warm. So, yeah, there is more than more, more than one way to achieve the same uh, outcome. Right. So there's many ways to implement different things on your off grid home in order to achieve power. You know, so you can use the most common thing for people that first start living off the grid or move off the grid. They will use a generator. Now, a generator will get you by, but it's definitely not the means to the end. In a sense, you really want to get off that generator as soon as possible because the generator is. It just uses so much gasoline, you know, that's a lot of money that you're just dumping into that generator, you know, temporarily until you can set up your, you know, your solar system or your wind turbine system or hydro system or whatever system that you're trying to implement. But my advice is to try to get off the generator as fast as possible, because the faster you get off of it, that money that you'd be dumping into it goes towards the system that's going to be powering your home in the end anyway. 
right? So, um, but you know, if you have migrated from the generator already and you're on solar, usually the, the first step for most people that go off grid is going to be solar. And I recommend everybody's first step to be solar. Absolutely. Solar is the workhorse. Solar is more constant, right? You know, the sun's going to come up at a certain time during the day. It's going to sit at a certain time of the day. And it's going to do that every day. Regardless if there's cloudy days or if it's snowing or whatever, the sun is coming up and going down at a, usually around a certain time every day. So it's something you can count on besides the bad weather rolling in and out. Now, for the days that you have bad weather, you have other things or other charging sources to keep your, your home powered up. So like in my case, I'm utilizing the wind turbine right now um, to just maintain the batteries fully charged and I'm using all the extra power to heat my home. Now, for those of you that have a running stream or river through your property, you guys are very, very lucky. That's one thing I don't have, and that's one thing I really wish I had. I would have a ton of content on that and a ton of videos on that on my YouTube channel. But unfortunately, you know, you can't have it all. And so I don't have that um, ability. But if you do have that ability, definitely look into Hydro. Because if the river or stream is a constant flow and it's always flowing for you guys, wherever you're living, that is an endless source of energy, day and night. It's never ending, right? As long as you have a constant flow of water to run your hydro um, you know, generator. Now, there's many different ways to accomplish a um, hydro generator. You can make your own. You can purchase your own. Um, there's many, many aspects to that and many different directions you can go in order to dive into hydro. I honestly really wish I had hydro. Uh, if I had hydro, it would be a, oh man, it's a game changer. It really is a game changer, guys. Yeah, it's going to take a little infrastructure, your pipe, your piping you got to run, you got to make a little, a little dam, nothing crazy, but a little dam and, you know, water's got to come down here, you got to have um, back pressure, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, once you put your infrastructure in, it's very minimal, but once you do put it in, it's going to benefit you for a long time, you know? And so it's just like anything else, the infrastructure to put solar panels in the infrastructure to put wind turbines in, it's all there. You have to do it anyway. Right? So think about it like that. But yeah, if you guys are running on generators, please do yourself a favor and do me a favor and start taking the steps forward to get off of that because i'll give you an example so here in hawaii every, the cost of living here is very expensive gasoline here per gallon is over four dollars per gallon over four dollars okay like we'll push up to five dollars per gallon sometimes but yeah it's usually right around four dollars and some change i think it's like four dollars and like 30 cents right now so you know, for us to run generators here in Hawaii because it's so costly to live here and the the fuel cost here is expensive, it's not beneficial. So it's but luckily we do live in Hawaii, so you know, we can jump into solar a little bit faster because you know, we don't have winters in a sense. We have a winter, but it's not like it's frozen ground and snow outside. I can walk outside right now and just be perfectly fine. It's just a little chilly and windy and wet. That's all, you know. But, you know, if I had to run a generator every day, like I first did when I first moved off grid, that cost me so much money. Because let's assume that you're running a refrigerator. Let's assume that you're running a deep freeze to keep your food cold. 
your refrigerator or your deep freeze has to run a certain amount of time per day in order just to keep that cold. And then you still have the fact that you need power at night for your lights, to charge your phone, your laptops, your TVs, whatever it is. So you're running this generator quite a bit. My average cost on fuel costs to maintain my home back in the day was about $20 per day in gas. $20. And that's on a 6,500 watt generator. That's the amount of power that that generator can put out. Obviously, I'm not tapping it out to the max or anything. I'm running not even half of that power, but still $20 a day, right? Because let's say even if you only run the generator for, you know, so many hours in the morning or so many um, hours in the evening, it didn't matter for me. It was still averaging me about $20 in gas just to run it. And then you still have the cost with your oil. You have to change the oil on your generator. So that was also an additional cost. And then also spark plugs. Your spark plugs start to fall out and then you'll have to go ahead and replace them with a new spark plug so it can fire and do, do what it's supposed to do. So there's a lot more cost involved with a generator and keeping it running than you jumping into solar or wind or hydro faster, right? Because if you think about the cost, it would add, it would add up for me. If I was to spend, say... $20 a day, and then you factor in the oil, you factor in everything else. Um, in one year, that's a lot of money that you're spending. That's just being wasted away just to hear a generator run, you know, and to kind of keep your food cold and have some lights on here and there, right? So it's not beneficial, but we all have to kind of grow, go through that growing pains at first. And you learn your lesson real quick. You know, once you start dumping hundreds and hundreds of dollars into your generator and just gasoline, um, it, it wakes you up pretty quick to start moving forward faster in the other direction with solar, wind, or hydro, or whatever it may be in your case. So yeah, that's my best advice, guys. Get off that generator and start taking your steps forward and start planning, you know. Don't, don't look at everybody else's systems that you see, like including mine. You build a system that you're going to be happy with. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be small. As long as you're building something that's going to work for your needs, that's all that matters, right? I think sometimes people get so caught up with, um, you know, trying to outdo the next guy or having more than the next person or more solar panels, more batteries, more this, more that. None of that matters, guys. None of it matters. What matters is building a system that will work properly for your needs. That's all that matters, right? But also when you're building your system, build it in a way that you can allow yourself to grow and build onto that system later on if you need more power. Because as time goes on, you build a house, you're going to have a lot more power needs. And then you're going to realize, oh, you know what? The system that we first set up is not cutting it or we're barely making it now. But at least if you pre-plan when you're building your system, you can actually you know, expand on that system by adding more solar panels, more batteries, more charging sources, more things to start you know, um, being able to accomplish that power that you're going to need for your power needs in your home, especially when families grow. You know, you might have you know, yourself, your wife, or your girlfriend, and you have kids and all that, right? So life moves on and grows as time goes on. And so you have to have the ability to expand on your system. So my best advice for most of you guys that are listening and people on my um, YouTube channel is to go with a 24 volt or higher. You know, if you can go into a 48 volt system right off the bat, do it, do it, go 48 volt at least, 
24 volt will get you by, but you're it, it's cutting it close. It's the mid-range between the 12 volt and the 48 volt, but honestly, if you're going to be living off-grid full-time, 100% for you and your family, go 48 volts and you won't regret it. Yes, the 48 volt components do cost more money. Sure they do. I understand they do. But in the long run, as you decide to grow with your system and your power needs become more demanding, you will realize why the 48 volt system or even 60 volt system is the best way to go, right? 12 volt and 24 volt or more for really small, small temporary setups, really. Um, believe me, I've done the 12 volt thing for a long time and I, I learned my lesson from it. And that's why now I'm running, you know, 48 volt and 60 volt systems. And it's a night and day difference, guys, night and day. It's like driving a, um, rusted old car compared to driving a Porsche, right? When you start comparing the system and the amount of power and the capabilities that these higher end or higher voltage systems can accomplish, it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. Especially on the 12 volt side, you have a hard time running certain things in your home because it's running at 12 volts, right? So that means there's a lot of amperage that's going to have to be pulled out of the batteries really quick in order to power like a uh, microwave or whatever it may be. When you start going to 24, 48, and 60, that amperage is a lot lower. The power is still there, but the amperage that's being pulled from the system is a lot lower compared to a 12 volt system, you know? So think about it in, in those terms, guys. So anyway, guys, I hope you guys take the, the step forward and uh, wean yourselves off of the gasoline and the generator and, you know, start planning. You know, my best advice is sit down, start calculating the amount of power that you're, cons you're currently consuming or you're planning on consuming. That way you have a number. That way you know what kind of system you're going to need. And then whatever your number is, give yourself at least 20% over that for your power needs. As far as batteries and solar panels and all that. That way you're meeting your needs. If you just build a, like, let's say that you're using a thousand watts in your house and you build a thousand watt system. Well, you're, it's not going to cut it, you know, because that's the max of the system. That's the max. So, you know, if you can allow at least on the bottom end 20% more higher on your system when you're building it, it'll benefit you. Believe me, it will. And obviously, if you can afford to go more and bigger, go for it, right? Because it's just going to be a lot of extra power for you. So like for my case, I have a lot of extra power and I can easily use that power at will whenever I want and I don't have to worry. But that's because I pre-planned a lot of this and it also cost me a lot of money. I'm not going to lie. It did cost me a lot of money. Um, but, you know, the benefits are there because this is my life. This is where I'm going to be living. Um, you know, going forward in my future here, I will, I will never pay electricity bill again. It will only be living off the grid with renewable energy, solar, wind. And if I had hydro, I would be using it. So anyway, guys, I'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for tuning in.